0: Good evening and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast Tonight we're going to pay tribute to Julie Andrews Whose birthday is today In fact, it was this year that Julie Andrews was slated To receive the American Film Institute Lifetime Achievement Award But due to COVID, it's been preempted probably till next year um, Julie Andrews is 85 today And I thought, you know, during COVID, everyone's getting together, watching films family films, musicals, and when you think of Julie Andrews, family films and musicals. I mean, you don't think of the movie 10 with her and Dudley Moore, or SOB, that's adult humor. But you know, those of us in this country, we came to know Julie Andrews through those musicals, like My Fair Lady, because you know, she did originate the role of Eliza Doolittle on Broadway. And she also did the boyfriend, and then she also on Broadway did um, Camelot with Richard Burton. She played uh, Guinevere. Well, after doing My Fair Lady, Julie Andrews assumed, you know, that she would get the film role in My Fair Lady. Well, she didn't get it. In fact, uh, we all know that the, the role of Eliza Doolittle went to Audrey Hepburn, who couldn't sing, and it was Marnie Nixon. Who overdubbed You know, Marnie Nixon did a lot of the You know, singing For people who couldn't sing Like in The King and I, you know Um, And so, you know Julie Andrews went on To do uh, Mary Poppins Which some have called A consolation prize But what what had happened was Is Walt Disney had seen To Kill a Mockingbird And he said to his son-in-law You know I want to do a movie like that. And they looked for something for him to do. And for about 20, 25 years, he had tried to acquire the rights to Mary Poppins. P.R. Travers was very adamant that she would not give her rights over to be made into a film. And then, you know, subsequently, he had P.R. Travers come out here and persuaded her for the rights to Mary Poppins. And that's how the film got made. She did not like that it was going to be a musical. She was not fond of that Julie Andrews was going to play Mary Poppins, you know. But in the end, she played Mary Poppins. She went on to win an Oscar for Best Actress, you know, thanked Jack Warner mainly because he passed her up for my Fair Lady and, and and you know, in turn got she got the awards for Mary Poppins. And then a year later she did the Sound of Music. You know, she did these these musicals and then she also did the Americanization of Emily in between because, you know, she wasn't just playing these, you know, nannies. But the the Sound of Music really firmamented her iconic status. I mean, you know, she talks about twirling on that hill When they were filming The Sound of Music, right when that number is, you know, about to start and how the jets from the helicopters almost knocked her over and how she did one twirl and that's in the movie, you know, the whole movie, you know, it's based on the life of Maria von Trapp. So it is a true story with the music of Rodgers and Hammerstein, you know, um, and the sound of music. It went on to make a lot of money. It won, you know, a whole slew of Oscars, including Best Picture. You know, Julie Andrews didn't win. Uh, I think the award that year went to Julie Christie for the movie Darling. Um, what's funny about the Oscars is is that they don't they don't always give it to you for the right. Film you know they really May have given Julie Christie The Oscar also for Dr. Zhivago Because Dr. Zhivago was big In 1965 You know I, I've often heard People say to me that the sound of music Shouldn't have won that it should have been Dr. Zhivago you know Two great films but you know The The sound of music was a little more upbeat beat than this, this Dark Russian tragedy but you know, Julie Andrews has been a film icon for you know over fifty-five years, and you know she went on to marry Blake Edwards, and they collaborated. You know, they did the movie Ten with her and Dudley Moore. I mean, I think a lot of us miss Dudley Moore; such a, a hilarious comedian. And then you know she did the movie S.O.B. where she went topless. Where I think some people were like, "Oh my God, Julie Andrews!" You know. Um, and then she did the movie Victor Victoria. Victor Victoria is such a great movie. You know, um, I think it's a misunderstood movie because, you know, she herself, it's like a woman pretending to be a man, pretending to be a woman. You know, her and Robert Preston singing all these songs. You know, once again, she was doing a movie with, um, uh, oh my goodness, his his name, I, I know who he is. His name escapes, escapes me. James Garner, James Garner. And, um, you know, they had done the Americanization of Emily before. So here they are in Victor Victoria, you know, her, Robert Preston, and, you know, James Garner and Alex Karras. I mean, Leslie Ann Moore. It was a really great cast in Victor Victoria. And then years later, they brought Victor Victoria to the Broadway stage. And that was around the time that Julie Andrews had that throat issue. She went in, you know, a lot of singers have that Where it's routine, you know, you have a polyp or a nodule on your vocal cords You know, and they remove it They did that to her, she never sang again Um, Since then, you know, she's done the Princess Diaries um, A lot of TV movies You know, uh, Julie Andrews, I mean I I have heard her say that it, it really did hurt her it it changed something inside her—the fact that she could no longer sing, you know—and so she went on to write children's books with her daughter. But this year she would have received the American Film Institute's Lifetime Achievement Award. Um, you know, it will probably happen next year. You know, um, you know, I mean, I would be remiss if I don't go back to the beginning. You know, Julie Andrews really started out as this young soprano, and she talks about how her stepfather, who she was not fond of, the way they kind of um, bonded was that he was a tenor, and he was a music teacher, and both of her parents were in vaudeville, and... He gave her some singing lessons And to his surprise She had this freak four octave voice For a little girl They joked that she had this adult larynx In a little girl's body You know she went on to sing for the king and queen of England And at one point Was going to be groomed to become an opera singer And she said early on She didn't want to sing opera Because it it was so dark And depressing and dramatic And she liked to sing you know a uh, beat songs and so that's you know where she landed into broadway she first started doing the bro- the boyfriend then she did the tv movie cinderella and then you know uh, guinevere and um uh, Camelot with Richard Richard Burton. I don't think a lot of people remember Richard Burton singing. They just remember Richard Burton with Elizabeth Taylor, you know, but there, there's a multifacetedness to Richard Burton, this Welsh, you know, a lot of the Welsh love to sing. Um, and then she did My Fair Lady. And if you look, there are YouTube clips of Julie Andrews singing on Ed Sullivan. Because, you know, back then you couldn't film in Broadway. You still I don't think you still can, you know, unless unless say I think they have the rights to film it. You know, and sometimes they'll put it on PBS or something like that. Um, but yeah, if you if you search for it on YouTube, there's clips of Julie Andrews on Broadway. Well, on Ed Sullivan singing, you know, with the Broadway cast. You know, Julie Andrews went on to be nominated for three Academy Awards. Mary Poppins, which for which she won the Sound of Music, Talk about back to Back," and then um, Victor Victoria. She was also in thoroughly modern Millie. Um, she collaborated a lot with her late husband, Blake Edwards. She did um, some specials with her friend Carol Burnett. You know, right around the time that the sound of music was going to be um, filmed, she had done this special. With Carol Burnett. And so every now and then, every 10 years, I think they would do a special together. And there was a really funny one where Carol Burnett is pointing out how she had had herself, she had had, you know, a facelift and her chin done. And here's Julie Andrews just looking exceptional. And she's like, look at her, look at that British skin, you know? And um, and then they did another one years, years later where they rapped. You know, um, it was it was funny that and in real life, there really are good friends, you know, but I mentioned Julie Andrews, not just because today is her birthday. But, you know, during COVID, I'm noticing that a lot of people are looking for things to watch, familiar things. And I was talking to the kids in my family and I had shown them parts of The Sound of Music. And I had mentioned that my uncle, my uncle comes from one of 11 children and how he liked The Sound of Music because it was seven yodeling children. You know, Julie Andrews, Christopher Plummer, um, directed by Robert Wise, who also did... Robert Wise was synonymous with musicals. He did, you know, West Side Story with Jerome Robbins. But, um, yeah, you know... I I think this is this is a time, you know, where you can sit, you can watch The Sound of Music, you can watch Mary Poppins. I liked Mary Poppins Returns, but nothing beats. Julie Andrews is Mary Poppins. I don't think anything will ever come close. Emily Blunt did a, a wonderful job, but I still can for me, it's all about the original. You know, nothing beats Julie Andrews singing The Spoonful of Sugar, Feed the Birds, you know, Chim-chim-mini, Chim-chim-chiru. Those those are lasting moments, you know. I think, and she's always good at the intros. You think of the intro of Mary Poppins, where the kids are watching the nannies all getting blown away. And all of a sudden, there's, there's the lone survivor, Julie Andrews, holding that umbrella, making her entrance, the music and everything. And then the same with the sound of music where she, that entrance on that hilltop, you know, and as a filmmaker, you know, that's really the precise moment. You th- you think about it, how they had to, okay, we got a, the helicopter, the music, she's obviously either, Maybe singing, but also lip syncing at the same time to just get it right, to get it exact. You know, and Julie Andrews has said that, you know, singing doesn't come easy to her or it didn't. That, you know, she really had to work at it like a great athlete. You know, when you're able to do that with your voice, you know, OK, you've got your breathing, your 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 diaphragm you know frank sinatra would famously s- swim before every performance to you know for his breathing and his breath when he would you know because you got to have breath control when you're singing and with julie andrews you know um she said it was just you know taking care of her voice and throughout the year she has sing, she has sp- sp- how how do i define say this she has um she'll sing speak it's not how she used to sing but it's still there you know she doesn't have the control the octaves that she used to but you know she has said that she looks at those who sing her work and and it's quite um she's quite thrilled i remember a couple years ago lady gaga did a tribute to the sound of music And practiced for months and months and really impressed Julie Andrews, you know, um, to have, you know, this pop star who is so multifaceted, Broadway, rock, pop, show tunes, Lady Gaga singing Julie Andrews, when for us, the only person who could do that was Julie Andrews. But, you know, I'd be remiss also if I don't talk about today, I'm going to dedicate this podcast to a friend of mine whose name is Julie because she's named after Julie Andrews, you know, and um, I would encourage her to watch Mary Poppins, The Sound of Music and Victor Victoria. Victor Victoria doesn't get the, the love and adoration that the sound of music and mary poppins gets because that's a little more adult and you know what's interesting is is that the year that victor victoria came out was the same year as tootsie and you know dustin hoffman is dressing like a woman and and pulling it off really really well and here's julie andrews pretending to be a man pretending to be a woman in 1939 france in victor victoria you know, and then she meets this mob guy played by James Garner. So, but yeah, I, the films are just, you know, um, exceptional. And I think for me, there's a really great YouTube clip of Julie Andrews winning the Oscar for Mary Poppins and she says you know i know you americans are really good with your hospitality or uh, hospitality but this is really ridiculous you know and um yeah she she beat out some very interesting performances you know audrey hepburn wasn't even nominated for the sound for oops the sound of music i'm gonna keep that in because it's always good to keep mistakes in she wasn't even nominated for my fair lady now my fair lady went on to win you know best picture best director um best actor for rex harrison but you know and then the next year julie andrews is up again for the sound of music you know um and i think a lot of people associate julie andrews with the sound of music for me i just associate her as this icon you know not just one movie i mean and, and you know from broadway to television to to movies to music you know to humor um when I was a teenager, I remember watching Ten, and it was with Julie Andrews and Dudley Moore. And I think all uh, many of us have remembered Dudley Moore from the movie Arthur, and Arthur too. And um, you know the, uh, sometimes you know you put actors together, and that chemistry just isn't there. But the chemistry between Dudley Moore and Julie Andrews. It, it was there and you know and here she is this is adult humor you know that's one of the things that she could do these family movies like the sound of music and then do a movie like 10 you know um or sob <laughs> i've never seen sob but i hear it is an interesting movie you know um i think it was also directed by Blake Edwards i could be wrong I could be right. I didn't do my homework. I figured, you know, sometimes it's just good to go off script and talk about, you know, someone like Julie Andrews. And eventually, when this is all said and done, she'll probably receive her American Film Institute Award. I'm a big fan of the American Film Institute. That's how I learned about all of these classics. The American Film Institute used to do these lists, you know, 100 years, 100 stars. They even did 100 years, 100 songs. A lot of the songs from movies, you know, like The Sound of Music, like Julie Andrews, um, like Judy Garland, you know, that that was actually the top song was um, Somewhere Over the Rainbow. And then you know all the classic films I think to this day people still Debate is Citizen Kane Really the top film Of all time You know but they won't debate that Some Like It Hot is the top comedy of all time Because it is Tootsie is number two Isn't that funny That two movies about drag Are you know The top films even, even um, Victor Victoria is in that mix You know uh, I remember seeing that It was on the comedy list And so this is the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast, you know, talking about a a screen icon, you know, um, I don't think there's enough words to really say about Julie Andrews, you know, those of us who grew up watching her, my grandmother loved the sound of music, you know, um, my friend, her father loved Julie Andrews, and that's why she's named Julie. You know, and so that's why I thought I'd dedicate it for her. You know, um, loves culture, loves music, loves art, and when we when we look at these classics, and you think of something like Rodgers and Hammerstein, you think of that musical catalog. And the sound of music is right up there, you know. And so, as always, unpleasant dreams.